0: Gas. It's Nasri. Can he go all the way here? Still Nasri. Looks like right. Shabby!
1: All right, welcome back to this edition of Transatlantic Arsenal. I'm Liam. And I'm Mike. And it is Sunday, March 8th. Uh, We played West Ham this weekend. Uh, Before we get to that, we want to touch on some stuff since we've been gone for a little while. Uh, Since we last talked, we crashed out of the Europa League in a bit of a sad fashion. Um, Obviously, we're 1-0 going into that second leg, and at this point, pretty much everyone should know, we lost 2-1. We don't want to dive into the game as much, but we're going to catch up on our games, and then we're going to just talk about everything kind of all relates together and what it means for us moving forward. Um, Mike, do you have anything to add on that in terms of am I missing anything? Like I said, we'll give some commentary here in a minute.
0: I just have to say, obviously, anyone that listened the last time, that uh, I am completely non as to how uh, we lost to over two legs um yeah i just i just never expected it it was a bit of a body blow especially in the in the sense that you know we um i thought were actually as a team coming together somewhat under our tear so i don't want to go too on about that i think we're touching it later but <clears throat> definitely disappointed surprised which in this you know these last couple years i don't think very much has surprised us but that surprised me that surprised the hell out of me um and then yeah just done general um the two games subsequent to that um have both been wins and uh yeah not not much else just wanted to say yes anything.
1: so basically the takeaway from that Olympiakos game was that we are pretty poor and I think the saddest part about that was in the first leg, we were poor. And I kind of chalked that up to a few guys starting who weren't normally starting um, and whatnot. But in Olympiacos' second leg at home, we had everyone we could have wanted, and we still lost. Um, and then the FA Cup game, uh, we played Portsmouth. Was it last, was it last Monday? Yeah. And we won that game 2-0. started a little shaky. I think the commentators were making a little much of it. Uh, ultimately, it was pretty easy in the end, but it was certainly uh, not a pretty performance uh, considering playing a league one side. And again, I'll get into that a little more as I've got some notes.
0: But, Mike, anything quickly to add there? Well, I, I must tell whoever's listening that I haven't, didn't see either of those games. So I'm just going to be honest. I didn't... Um... I saw the Olympiacos goals finally. And uh, like I said, I think we're going to touch on some of the stuff about that. But no, I um, didn't see the games, saw, both, saw all the goals, saw some highlights of the Portsmouth game. And uh, like I said, from the highlights, we looked fairly comfortable, but um, I didn't endure the whole game. So I'm probably going to comment less than more.
1: Okay. Well, I'm actually going to s- switch this up here on the fly. And I'm going to go into this now and we're just going to wrap up these two games before we get into yesterday's game against West Ham. Um, starting off with the Europa League, we're out of it now, you know? And so kind of what is your instant reaction in that? Obviously, we've lost money from getting on the next leg. We've lost the opportunity to win a trophy in that competition. And then obviously, we've lost an opportunity to get in the Champions League next year. Uh, I guess maybe you can name... Well, We also lost revenue that we might get from the Europa League if We were to or from the Champions League if we were to qualify, and right now we're sitting outside those European positions. So, I guess out of all that, what is the most alarming thing that we've lost? And, um, yeah, what I guess that's my question.
0: Well, let's so factually, really factually, um, like I said, you, like you said, we lost the route into, into the Champions League, uh. I don't necessarily, and I know people are going to think I'm nuts, but I don't necessarily think it's essential for us to qualify for the Champions League this year, other than the Abamian factor, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. But um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing if we go back to the Europa League um, from Arteta's standpoint and their growth as a team. Uh, I think it's going to be very hard to get in the Champions League anyway. I do think they're going to overturn Man City's ban. Um, they're going to say, Well, it's yeah, currently well,
1: two years... Do you think they'll overturn the whole thing, and we'll just make
0: it one year? They're gonna overturn the whole thing, and they're gonna say, "Okay, now we know what they did. If anybody else does it, you're gonna get banned." So this—that's kind of my—I might be wrong, but that's—that's that's what I think is gonna happen. Uh, but beyond that, um, uh, getting in anyway, I think it's gonna to be tough. Now, you can also say this: we got our FA Cup. Fair enough. We're gonna—I um, think we're still gonna play a relatively. Uh, uh, combination-type combination team in that FA Cup. Uh, we're at, what, Sheffield United? Correct. Um, so we're going to have to take a, a relatively experienced team up there, I think. And then, you know, you can look at it from a standpoint of, well, one of the teams we've got to catch is Sheffield United. Another one is Wolves, and obviously Tottenham. Um, Tottenham are still in the European uh, Champions League. Uh, I'm not sure how much longer, though. They lost at home, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know about that one. They, they could turn it around. Uh, they haven't got any strikers right now, so that's going to be interesting. But Wolves are too. The Wolves are in the, in the uh, Europa League, so they're going to... I fancy them to beat Olympiacos, honestly. Um, they're a good side. Um, we have to go there. Um, so, yeah, if we're going to talk about big games and competitions, you could say, well, if we go to Wolves and have to win there or at least not lose... Would it be the same as a you know Europa League quarterfinal, semifinal, semi final, final? Um, so we got big games coming up, not to mention City during the week, and then you know we got some games that are just as important as Europa League games, anyway. Um, so so I, I guess what I'm so- hearing from
1: you is you're more upset that we lost to Olympiacos. Like that kind of shows you where we are right now, as opposed to that we've lost the route to the Champions League or the
0: attempt to win a, a trophy. Yeah, well, you're exactly right. But my, my point on it was going to be this. It wasn't so much that we lost to Olympiacos that upsets me and and makes me think we've taken a, a heck of a step backwards. It's not the fact that we lost that Champions League group because I still think we might have a chance. It's the the lack of mentality, again, that we've come up short. Uh, we've scored the goal and with six minutes to go, we're through. And then... We concede in the manner we did again, and it's that whole frail mentality that I think Arteta had worked really hard for what eight, ten games that he'd been in charge to to shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ground out a really good draw against Chelsea. Um, we just had started to look like we might, um, you know, be somewhat normalizing. All I want is normal. I think every Arsenal fan right now has looked at some of the the pathetic performances we've put in in big game situations and it's very, it's somewhat embarrassing, but I'm not gonna say that's my my first um, emotion. My first emotion is just gross disappointment that these professionals cannot hang on to a lead against a fairly mediocre team for six minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that's what hurts me the most about that whole Olympiakos game. And um, And I think that is a huge body blow to us. Uh, which is why I'm saying we've got some gut checks coming up at Wolves, at uh, Tottenham, um, at City, and then I think home to Leicester, home to um, somebody else. Uh, Liverpool? No, Liverpool. So I guess five really, really gut-check games. If we could go out there with maybe one defeat, a couple of draws and a couple of wins, I think we've got a great chance of of consolidating their position. But if not, um, if we go, you know, three losses, a draw and a win or three losses, two draws, it just puts us a long way back from where I think we we started to go. And again, you may disagree with that. Um, and then, yeah, go on. I, I don't want to dominate it. i got something else to add, but let's carry on with what we're we next. All right, next. real quick. This is a
1: dumb question, my opinion, but I saw a little bit of back and forth on it. I think most of it was in favor of Aubameyang, but he did miss, like, an absolute sitter in the last second, last kick of the game. Any thoughts uh, on that? Like, he should have scored it and... He's can't beat basically, you know, we're all a little bit upset for his sake and you know, we just lost this competition, now we're gonna lose him. Would you feel annoyed if in three months or four months or whatever he leaves and it's because we couldn't qualify because we lost the game and he's part of the reason why? You know, you get my point? D middle, yeah, I,
0: I think it's absolutely invalid. Um yeah. I had seen something that said that, that the linesman flag for offside, but when I saw it, it actually came off a defender, so he was never going to be given offside. So, VAR, even if he was beyond the line... VAR well, there's no VAR turn. in the Europa League. Uh, well... I, I, I did not know that. I could be wrong. But yeah, I somebody said the that they were actually at the stadium on the Arsenal Arsenal website. And they said that, that as soon as he, hit, he went to take the shot, the linesman raised his flag. But if you look at it, the ball comes in from Ozil, I guess, and it gets... Or from somewhere, it, it, wherever it comes in from, and then it comes out, and it hits a defender and goes back to a banning. So I don't know. <clears throat> that was the first point. The second point is, is he's just scored a spectacular goal with mm-hmm. six minutes to go to put us through, mm-hmm. and then we can't hold on to it. I can't. I can't see any way that anybody could be upset with the guy for saying, look, you know what? I did everything I could. Yeah, I missed one, but I scored yeah. one too. So that's my take on it. I, I totally absolutely agree
1: echo all that, uh, but just giving our opinion out there in case anyone is wondering. All right, so FA Cup, Portsmouth. I watched the whole game. I probably shouldn't have been because I should have been studying for finals, which is part of the reason why we didn't pod last week, so again, apologize for that. But um, basically, what I want to say to wrap it up, and I've got some player ratings. I don't want to go through all that, but I thought we played really, really bad And no one seemed to shine. And that's really worrying because they're not even at a championship level. They're in a League One. And you'd like to think that we've got some players, a club like Arsenal of our size, should have some guys that just look a different class against those guys. And I honestly didn't see that. That might be me being a little negative, but I genuinely don't believe that. I thought Willick was awful. I know you're a big fan of his. I'm a big fan too, but I don't know what's happened to him. Lost confidence, whatever. It was probably the worst performance I've ever seen from him. It was that bad. Martinelli was just bang average. He looked like a headless chicken. Same thing with Nelson, but that was kind of him being slightly above his level where he's just so much more athletic than everyone else. That's why he had the assist. Uh, and Ketia was pretty average. He did score. So you can take from that what you might. So Bios, you, again, you think a guy coming from Real Madrid should just be absolutely head and shoulders above anyone in League One. And that wasn't really the case from what I saw. Same thing with he tried hard, whatever that means these days. And then the back line, I'll leave them alone because there wasn't much to take from that. But basically, I just went through that and that is my outlook on it. Obviously, we've played a game since then, so maybe things have changed a little bit for people. But again, I'm looking at my notes that I wrote immediately after, and I can remember I was not very happy with that. So given all that, given that you didn't watch the game, do um, you have any questions for me to go in further or any comments?
0: Yeah, I think my only comment, I don't think questions. Uh, well, I do have a question for you. Have, have, have you ever heard of anybody getting booked for placing the ball sarcastically? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I mean you know who the ref was, so
0: Yeah, I know, I know, And you know what? It was it it was probably warranted. I don't really know. He could have just gone over to him and said, Hey, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, whatever. Um, that was quite funny, I thought. Yeah. Um, no, look, I know you you and I we got this opposite end of the spectrum thing, and you've been telling me for years we were crap and I didn't believe you. <laughs> so I kind of gotta defer to you, but I am gonna tell you this, as terms of results go. We were crap against the yeah, this Yeah,
1: you know that's where I was going with it, right?
0: And we, yeah, and we got a result against them, and I thought it was a great result away in Greece. I thought it was a good result, and, and I, I wasn't interested in I See, I've, I've gone to this thing where like, I think we're so mentally flawed as, a, as an organization right now that I, I just think results are so essential. To, and I know it sounds stupid, but it doesn't. It, it's like you, know, you draw nil-nil at, at Burnley, but you don't get beat. And you don't sort of, like, give up that stupid goal that we always did or whatever. And then you go to Olympiacos and you win. And you set yourself up, like, to this thing where you, you, you know, you, you're you going to qualify because all you got to do is be him at home. And we didn't do that. So, did we play great against Portsmouth? No, I don't know. It's Fratton Park, it's away from home. I like the result. Um, we need to get results. And then, you know, West Ham. I mean, we weren't... Yeah, again, I, I listened to commentary. They said we were awful in the first half. Well, oh, I thought... I thought we kind of moved the ball quite well. And, and my point isn't to go in, into the West Ham game right now. My point is is that we've got to get results. And so uh, I don't know what your you know, question is, but I'm going to tell you, based on the Olympiacos result and based on what we've seen in the past probably four or five years from this team, we could have gone there and got beaten, and we didn't. So that's really all I've got to say on it.
1: All right. So I get all that, right? I know we've been going on about mentality. Everyone in this organization that has any affiliation with them has heard enough about mentality and how important it is. But under Emory, we won a bunch of games, and that was the whole talk. And we never looked good whenever we won. I know that's revisionist history, but there was maybe a few games where we looked good, sure. But as a whole... It was never compelling. You never thought, oh, my God, we've got such great players and we're playing really well. And that's the same thing. Why is it? Why is it? Well, I think we're going to get there, and it's part of my reason for why I don't think the Portsmouth result was all that satisfying. Because at the end of the day, in a competition where you need to win one game to advance, it's a perfect result. You win. That's all you do. But we've got guys out there, youngsters and current guys, that – they just don't look good enough and you look at guys i know this is like a ridiculous not even apples to oranges thing but a guy who is just like lighting the world on fire right now is paulo dubala and i don't want to like pat myself on the back because i didn't recognize him before anyone else did but i've always said he's phenomenal because you just watch the guy play and he's unbelievable. And last year he went through a rough patch and everyone was ready to say he's not good enough. He should go to Tottenham. That'll be his level. Um, but he's just unreal. And we're not going to buy guys like that all the time. We're not even going to have guys like that. But you watch him and he picks the ball up and he does something good with it one and every two times. We don't have a player in our youth system right now, in our team, in our first team, who does anything like that throughout any games. It's one in every two games where you find a guy do something where you're just like, wow, that was really really impressive. And I guess that's the thing I'm getting most tired of. And watching Olympiacos, watching Portsmouth, and then obviously we just played West Ham. Um, we can get into that now, but the same thing there, and that's the thing that's most upsetting to me. So if you got anything to come back at me with, that's good, right, or we I'm, can get I'm into just, West Ham.
0: I'm just going to go with the old man dad thing, which is Look, we've we got the same players now as we did when Arteta took over, right? It, for the most part. I think we signed Mary, who I, by the way, thought would look decent. I know you said he got manhandled by Antonio, but he's going to manhandle a lot of people uh, Antonio. He's strong as a ball. But anyway, that aside, look, we've got a squad of, I don't know, what's our first team squad? 18, 19 players that, that really are going to feature. Um, I don't think Nketi is good enough, or at least doesn't look good enough at this point. Pepe has a lot of improvement to make on his right side. You've made that point over and over again. Um, uh, Willock isn't showing anything much. Uh, Saka is is looking really pretty good. I think he's... Uh, yeah, he's, he's probably a one
1: player where you look at him and you're like, oh, well, I could see something there.
0: you got Bellerin really doesn't look that great right now in terms of a prospect. <clears throat> you got Mustafi's made a little improvement here and there. I mean, you could got, go for a drop all like of a sudden. Something. Yeah, Lacazette hasn't played real well recently so here's my point my point is you and i are going to say this again we're going to annoy a few people but david luis is still to me one of the worst central defenders i've ever seen play not ever <laughs> he's he's probably not as bad as a few we've had but he's he's awful right he can't defend he ducks his head when he should head the ball and that's mm. being a little harsh on him about it, a little bit harsh, but i thought that was just total crap so did you um yeah. and so I'm looking at Arteta working with what he's got. And and I will tell you, he's improved their defensive results. I'm not saying they're defending, but we've kept a few clean sheets recently. Uh, He's improved Xhaka immeasurably, who still isn't good enough, still isn't that great of a player, but he's now contributing to us picking up a few results. Uh, He's improved Mustafi. Um, And so what I'm saying is like... uh, I was watching this documentary about Aaron Hernandez, whoever, if you don't know who he is, he's an ex-football player for Patriots. And they were talking about the Patriots organization. And they said that basically it's an organization of hard work and perfection. And they don't take people that aren't good enough. They just assess them. And if they're not good enough, they get rid of them. And, you know, I think Arteta's got that in his DNA. I think if you look at his hair, it says a lot about (laughs) him. him as a person. Um, and you look at him on the sideline, he had a real nice jacket on, and he's he, and he looked smart. And he and he just has something about him, uh, outward. I know you said I'm to fan of India, but I'm not. He, no, I agree. He, I think he's got something about him, about managers that we have. I don't you know, know about I think,
1: what he's wearing, think, but he,
0: well, he's you know, I'm, I'm being a little he's facetious, just, but yeah. what I'm telling you is like he portrays this air of of perfection, organization, and he knows what he wants. And if you look to Emery, and, and this has only struck me recently, but Emery, right, hair was cl- kind of slipped back, and you know, he looked a little odd. But but the thing, there was you know, Arteta and Emery. Emery didn't really have a, a sound, solid message. He was a little, in my humble opinion, he was a little wishy-washy. He would go one week, and he'd say one thing, and then he'd say something else, and then he and you could never really quite figure out what the guy was trying to do. I'm telling you, after eight, ten weeks of Arteta, you've got to give the guy a break and say, "Look, this is not about this season. This season's about getting whatever we can out of it. If we lose a sorry, we're going to lose a If we lose Lacazette, sorry, we're going to lose Lacazette. I don't think, and you just made the point, I don't think there's one player in that entire squad that if we lose him, we can't do without, with the exception of a Bamiyang, but sub in a and put back in goal scorer." You can find a goal scorer. So, um, not easily, admittedly, but again, it's going to depend on what competition we're in. But, you know, yeah, we got to be realistic. Where are we? Well, I'll tell you where we are. We're seventh, eighth best team in the Premier League, if we're lucky. We're not in any European competitions, and we're struggling to find an identity. And I think we've got the right guy to find our identity. Uh, and I'm, for one, I'm just willing to give him the time. So,
1: Well, I am absolutely on his side. I think he, if someone's going to do it, I think it's him. I'm completely backing him. Where most of the negativity comes from is I'm just so tired of listening to people talk about how we're making these improvements. And we were doing it a few weeks ago. So I'm not saying anyone else because we're right there too. But I guess at this point, I'm done with that. Whereas some people, I mean, I just, you know, you continue to see it and I think we'll see it for a
0: while. Well, let me ask you, that's what I'm saying to you, like, like, on what basis? Because, look, we're unbeaten in the Premier League uh, since the big turn of the year. We've had that one absolutely horrendous result against Olympiakos, But beyond that, I mean, you take away the personalities and the players. If, you, if you're not a fan watching the games, if you're just looking at results, you've got to see an improvement. In like the overall sort of direction of where we're going, we're not getting beaten much, and you know we've had thirteen draws and, and six, five of them, I guess, have been under our tetra, Three of them recently that we should have won, probably should have won games that we didn't. I but mean, there's been a couple of games that we should have lost that we didn't. So
1: defensively, it's tough to really point things out. All I can say is we could, should have conceded four yesterday. I don't mean we could have conceded four; we should have conceded four. But we Same. think... Same thing with Everton. We should have conceded more. And I don't want the, but we didn't because we, but we didn't do that whenever Emery was in charge and we won a bunch of games straight. I'm tired of that outlook. What I want to see is a guy who's worth 72 million pounds be able to go on his right foot and hit a crossing. I think he's going to be phenomenal at some point. I really do think he's really good, but he's awful right now. I hey, want to what see. I'm gonna tell
0: you is, I think you just put in the cart a little bit before the horse because. Because Arteta's got what he was left. He hasn't had really any. I mean, he's had the January window, but again, you know. So I'm not you sure think
1: it... he can make us uh, defensively any better by just being a I think just he's got to a, get a couple of
0: better players. No, no, no. He's got to change. I mean, he's got to get Luis out of there. So you're telling me that you could go pick up
1: someone off the side of the street, and that they couldn't—that the defenders should be just as good as they are now, than whenever you bring a guy in. Because I think they should so, be better under him. If that's my one criticism of, of him, well, no, I've actually got a few more. But I think he's got a monumental task. So I'm not saying I'm not. I'm absolutely not against him. I'm totally well, look, for well,
0: him. Again, but, look at look at look at it from the perspective of, and you got to be really careful about, like I said, criticizing our defending in terms of what came before, and then if you look at results, results being different, right? So. Results are better, right? We've got to agree on that, at least since the turn of the year and since he's kind of taken over. Results have been overall better, yes or no?
1: Compared to the end of the Emery campaign, yes. So
0: so you're only as good as your last performance, right? So, I mean, really, we were a team right then. We were taking some body blows. We were really down on ourselves. We had lost to whoever, Eintracht, Frankfurt, whoever it was that we lost in... Cologne or wherever they were in the, in the um, Europa League last game, we lost at home. We were really on our knees, so I think he stood us up and we're dusting ourselves down. and And so, yeah, you can say we're we're crap, but what what I'm what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to second guess Arteta at this point because he's taken Mustafi and he's obviously made him play a bit better. He will not play Socrates at centre off. I don't understand that, but he does, and I, I can't I can't really say that. I know any better than Arteta. He's watching him in training every day. He's playing David Luiz game after game after game. The guy's crap. He's got to see something about him that we don't see. And he's taken Granit Xhaka, who's a fundamental liability, and he's made him into a contributor. He's also sticking with Urzil, who to me has just not earned his place on that team. But there's something about him. So is it that what he wants to do right now is just keep experiencing the team, just kind of like let the younger players maybe look up to the senior players. I don't know. I don't know what it is, Liam. It, that, in some ways it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I can't second guess the guy. He, has, he just hasn't had long enough and he hasn't got his own players to work with. So he's seeing something in his system that he's playing that is truly bringing us better results with one horrendous caveat. But beyond that, you know, I kind of got to go with it for the now. We're going to talk about West Ham game real quick, and then we obviously should talk about what's coming up on Wednesday. And, again, I've got a little bit to say about that, but go on. Um, All right, no, so, case,
1: you know, we, we've pretty much beat around the bush. We haven't said a whole lot on the game. We we won 1-0, but it was far from comfortable. Um, for any of you stat nerds out there, they actually had a higher expected goal percentage or r- rate than we did. Um, and, yeah, there's a lot of statistics out there that bear that stat out to be a reasonable stat to look into. Um, but, you know, we won 1-0. So there's two ways to look at it. You can look at it from the Mike perspective. You can look at it from the Liam's perspective. But even the Liam's perspective says, you know, it's a win. We've got two more games. Um, we've got a city game in between, but two more games against op- opposition that you'd hope you'd beat.
0: And, Mike, you know both of them. I don't. Um, you know well sorry, I was looking at something. thats right. i i missed your um, but i was i was just i'm on the score, which is not maybe the most reliable website, but i think it takes its stats off of uh, e p l so um we had sixty nine percent possession uh we did have nine shots, two on goal they had fourteen shots six on goal we they had seven corners we had six eighteen crosses we had sixteen um and so, I mean, yeah, obviously their possession was more meaningful and we didn't really uh, threaten as much as we maybe could have. We had a past success of 85.5%. Theirs was 68 Um, I don't know, Liam. I, like I said, uh, I don't, sorry, I missed your question because I was looking at this. But
1: Basically, I, we've got two more games against some beatable teams, correct? I can't remember who yeah. they are. Uh, I think we've got Southampton. Southampton's
0: one. I I can actually look it up. You can
1: look that up in the meantime. But My point is we've got two more games we'd like to think we should win, and then we've got a very tough run in. So, With that, I think as long as we continue to win the next two games against the easier teams, um, I cannot complain. Say what? Supposedly easier teams. Supposedly easier teams. We just got to win. But it, it was not the most impressive performance, and I, I guess we've said that now enough. So I guess, moving forward, my question to you is we've got City in the week. They just yeah, lost we, 2-0 to United.
0: Right. And then we go home. No, at Brighton, then FA Cup, uh, and then at Southampton, and then home to Norwich. So we've actually... You'd be looking to try and get a win in three out of those four games for sure. Uh, and then we got a really tough run. We were at Wolves, home to Leicester, at Tottenham, home to Liverpool. Okay, so, so what, what? what's your point that you were
1: trying to make? And then what do you think of our chances moving forward in this? Do you, I mean, you've seen what we've looked like in the last three games, or you've heard. Right. And so we know what so our competition's we, like. So
0: Let's just say we were... We were not made any change, and now we we're going to this City game on the back of, uh, of when Borarteta came in under Freddie Lundberg or under still under Emery. I would expect us to get a spanking at City. I mean, I'm talking about at least two-goal defeat, uh, unlikely to score, and yeah, maybe go down by at least three goals. If I had to gamble on it, I would say 3-0 three, three would be my expected result. So... All I can ask for is that we show a bit of fight, a bit of gumption. We go up there, we give them a game and the game is somewhat close. Um, And that's really my only expectation. And and if we do go get beat 3 or 4 nil, I'm going to just say, you know, yeah, you're right. Maybe we haven't made any progress at all because... But I think we have and I think we are turning around and we're becoming a little more gritty. Um, The defending, there's no doubt it's a little keystone cop and I'll admit that too. But Maybe there's just something about putting in a little bit of extra effort that gives you a little bit of a better break. You know, the harder you you try, the luckier you get. Is there anything to that, maybe? I mean, certainly, considering we didn't concede yesterday. All right. So, I don't know. That's my short term take on that game is it's going to be a very important game for me to look at. Nine turns again. I really find it hard to believe we can go up there and win, but I do want us to show. Just don't get rolled, you know, just don't go up there and submit to a crap defeat against a team that really doesn't even want to play us. And rather, they'll probably take their foot off the gas at two or three nil. Um, And if that's the way the game goes, I'm just going to be a little disappointed. And then, you know, beyond that, it's just game by game, trying to scrap out wins against teams that are around us and trying to beat the teams that we need to beat. So... That's, that's really all I got Leo. I, I, I kind of still think we're on a somewhat upward mentally mental tra- trajectory but I think that Olympiacos' defeat is a huge blow um, in terms of momentum. I agree and I don't really have a whole lot more to add to that. I think a
1: lot a lot of where we finish now depends on how we start playing. Um, obviously that's been my key thing. Is I don't, I'm not here for the, the result stuff. I get your point, but I think at some point we've got to start playing better. I think that starts with playing Lacazette. I'm gonna go on that box again just because that's where I'm gonna die. I guess. I mean, did you
0: did you see the Liverpool game against Bournemouth? No, I saw the highlights. I didn't even. I didn't. I still haven't seen the first two goals, but I did see uh, Marnay's goal, which was a really well taken goal. Pretty piece of crappy piece of defending, Bournemouth. But I also saw, I think, for me, clearance of this season. Did you see that Milner? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you talk about scrapping out results and playing well and not playing well and blah blah blah. And I'm not saying there's a crisis or danger, but you know, you just lost two games in a row. You don't want to draw home to Bournemouth and. And they were basically three and a half inches away from drawing that game. Possibly, you know, they—I know—they may have not been really attacking at the end, but but it you know, should have been two-two. And so, yeah, again, I'm just telling you, momentum's a lot. Sometimes good teams play bad. Sometimes bad teams play good. And for us right now, it's a results-based thing because we have to find, like you said, we like we you, you talked me on the phone right after the West End game. what Would you say? We haven't got one midfielder that can beat a man. Quote, unquote, right? Correct. So, Bart's is closest we got. um, And, you know, um, and yeah, he gave gave the ball away four or five times. Crappy. But why? Because he's trying to move the ball forward. And I see that as progress. I really do. Jack are the same. He's, He's not just taking that short, stupid little pass out that puts everybody under pressure anymore. He does it sometimes, but now he's trying to move the ball forward. I think there's, there's some things you have to look at, even though they're not coming off. There are improvements in what we're trying to do. And, and so the City game for me is another step on that ladder. It's like, are we going to improve our overall approach to a game that we're probably not going to win? We're probably going to get beaten. But are we going to improve our approach to that mentally or are we just going to go out there and submit to getting hammered? Because, yeah, you know, it's a big game for us to get a result. You know, if we get a result up there, it's going to be huge in terms yep. of, you know everybody around us. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. I think it's just baby steps. I really do. I I don't think you can you can look at you know like I said the manner of what we're doing and how we're playing and say that you want to see an improvement because look last point and then you can uh, fullback right fullback we're crap. We haven't got anybody good. Uh center halves we have none. Okay. We've got a really good left back right now and another one may be coming back from injury is supposed to be pretty good. In the midfield, we've got nobody that can beat a man. We've got zero creativity from deep. And then in our up front, we got, you know, in our attacking midfield, we just got somebody that, to me, is just. He's awful. Yeah, he's pretty bad. And then, you know, you've got wingers that one of them can beat a man as long as he's on his left foot. And then, you know, the other one, um, when Nelson, he's, you know, he's a pretty young lad. So And then you got a striker that has been out of form that couldn't score a goal It's just starting to find his feet and then another phenomenal striker so there's not a lot to work with there and, and for you to sort of say to me you want to see us playing better football how? We're not that good I think what we've got to do right now is get behind the team and, and for the rest of the season just hope we have a change of mentality and that we work harder
1: I think that's why I try and bite my lips so much because I just sound so stupid when I say, but I just genuinely watch us play and I kind of want to puke. I will look at the tactics. I look at what our players are doing in terms of movement. And that's what really irks me. And that's why I think it can be better. I just think that there can be more done. And Maybe that's unfair. I mean, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. It's why I try and just sit here and paint this picture that things are going on and we're making some progress. But at the end of the day, I watch Mesut Ozil. I watch the fact that we have literally no penetration. I don't know how it's possible. You watch Spurs, Chelsea, United even. They just got this Fernandez, Fernando, Bruno Fernandes. Yes. And he's looking pretty savvy on the ball we don't have anyone like that so do we just not have the players to do that because if that's the case then we are just pathetic at recruiting
0: or yeah yeah look look, there's there's been a trend and you you know you and i know it built a team around meza urzil it's been a bust and for everybody that loves urzil i'm sorry that's just a fact he's done nothing for us in terms of making us a better team that's more competitive in the top echelons of europe and and Premier League. So, that's a bust. It's a fact. You can argue whichever you want. He's been crap. Um, Arteta's stuck with him. So, I don't, anybody listening to us, we don't want to keep going over the same thing, but you got, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, you got to understand. One of the other things we talked about on how fundamentally that we needed to change and fundamentally what Arteta needed to change on us was our fitness levels. And we both admitted this, and I think Liam's kind of forgetting a little bit about this too, is that We talked about it could be a season-long process. That means not just to the end of this season, but somewhat part through the summer and all part of next season before this entire squad of players he has have the right required fitness levels. So when we start knocking the ball around at the back and we're slow and we have no penetration and you're looking at the lack of the runs behind and, and the movement, well, part of that could be that we're just not conditioned to do it both mentally and physically, because you've got the physicality, and then you've got the mental agility to know that, you know, you've got to make the right run time, and that's a coaching thing. So I'm telling you, Liam, there's a lot of changes we have to make, and I think what illustrates to me in thinking about this and talking about it is how far back we fell, and how badly we've done in recruiting, in tactics, in the entire organization. I'm telling you, we're a midget organization right now and we need to change it. And so it's going to come from little small steps of being resilient, going out, putting out good performances with not very good players, and that's that Patriots thing. You bring in, you know, the Alex Ferguson thing. The Arsene Wenger thing was bringing the right players, making buy into a system, and a system starts from what you eat, how you train, how you go to the games, everything. And Arteta, it, to me, has that look about him that he's got it. <clears throat> and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's why I wanted Pochettino, because he does have it. And I still think that, you know, he would have been a great manager too. But, but this guy, from what I've seen, can't do it all. You, get, you have to be able to just do certain things before you get to the, the long-term turning around. And I can't see that happening to me before you know, this time next year we could be sitting here saying you know what, we've made a few improvements now. We're getting better. And I know that's brutal, but you should be a fan for 50 years. <laughs> it's a bit brutal. But... All right.
1: Well, I think you keep going back to me saying he's not a good enough manager. Again, that's just not my point. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you've got to be more
0: realistic about what he can do in this in this short period of time that he's been there. And I, I agree with you about playing Luis, about playing Ozil. I don't see the whole, small, micro picture of that, but I I think a macro picture is going to emerge of what he's trying to do, but I haven't All seen. Right. Well, we'll find out. I mean,
1: at the end of the day, I think he's going to end up doing a good job, but uh, you know, you had your thing about. I basically want to know how long he's going to stick with those deal because, and I think he might have to, because we've gone back and forth on this a hundred times about who else is he going to play, and maybe that should be your our to me, uh, because I don't know who else he'd play, but it's just, I I don't know, it's turned into a thing where I'm like criticizing my No, I'm doing, I'm just saying we're crap, and I don't want people to get upset when all of a sudden we look crap, and that's my thing, and that's the most frustrating part about watching these games and then flying in and then all of a sudden here we are again. That's my whole all right. argument. And, I,
0: and I'm good with that. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I'm just telling you that I actually see improvement. I see improvement in, in just uh, the small things that we've been able to achieve up until Olympiacos. And like I said, I think if you, asked, if you asked Arteta, would you rather have like lost a, a way leg two 0 and then come home and you know scrapped to result and not, not play with it the answer is yeah to be six minutes away from going through in that tie and blowing it the way we did and then have a Bamyang miss that one at the end was to me like it's like cruel it's like the worst possible thing that could have happened from a momentum standpoint it's a body blow it's not about the result it's not about the Europa League it's about this this capitulation that we tend to do, this self-implosion that we've been doing for years as Arsenal. So I, I find it, you know, until we can get that sorted out and get that out of our system, I, I truly think that he's got a monumental job to do, and I don't really think he's got the players to do it. Yeah,
1: I agree with that last bit for sure. Um, but I think that is going to be it, unless you've got anything else to add.
0: No, we'll pod, um, we won't pod after City. I, I actually did want to add about City losing to United today. I think we would talk about it briefly too. That it was interesting. Uh, they said that City looked pretty impotent going forward, which I find hard to believe. But didn't have De Bruyne, whatever difference that makes. Uh, probably a big difference. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Chelsea just smashing Everton, which I didn't see that game either, but uh, that sounded pretty impressive because Everton actually are on a bad side. So, you know... Um, not a great series of results today for us, but not bad yesterday with uh, Tottenham getting held and Wolves getting held. So, um, you know, just, you know what, we just need something to go our way. We just need a few breaks and it's kind of pathetic, but, you know, when it comes down to it, that's probably what the rest of our season is going to be about, getting lucky, getting the odd result here and there and uh, just trying to build for the summer. bring in some new blood, and Arteta gets his whole organization going the way he wants it to, and we become the new Barcelona.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Well, that's 45 minutes of arguing and ranting, so hopefully you guys get a little bit of a kick out of that, and then uh, we'll talk to you after the next weekend.
0: Yeah, probably next Sunday. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Good night from me. Good night from me.